Like he was 21 last time he was in the military. All right, Tim, we ready? Yes, sir. All right, we, we on? Yeah, rolling. All right, welcome to the Blueprint. Yes, sir. I'm your host, Joel. That's my co-host, Ant. And we are joined by Dr. Eben Bourne. I did, I did it wrong. Did we just... I did it wrong. Right. Hey, Evan. I said Evan. Evan said Bourne. Evan. <laughs> Evan Bourne. E-B-O-N. Born with an E on the end. Special guest. Right, special guest, Dr. Dr. Bourne. Wellstar, Thank right? You. Wellstar, Thank Dr. You. Yes, sir. Wellstar. Okay, so um, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I have been, it's hard to imagine, but I've been a practicing internist now for almost 20 years. Makes me feel old as old can be. But 20 years and uh, started out kind of doing some hospital work, as I was telling you gentlemen, and kind of transcended transitioned into my own private practice and then um, kind of jumped around, did urgent care for a second and then wind up back here in Atlanta. And I say back because I went to Emory. Okay. So coming back to Atlanta was just like coming home and I've been uh, with the Wellstar Medical Group for now about 10 years. Okay. Okay. So the reason we wanted to have you on is because so many of the guys that, that, that come in here, uh, you know, suffer from different issues. Sure. Uh, like Ant was saying earlier, one guy was saying he hadn't been to the doctor since he was in the, in the, military. In the, mil, in the military. At the age of 21 when he got out. Right. <laughs> and he over 50, over 50. So um, how, uh, how important are annual exams? Yeah, I think, I think annual exams are key, right? And I mean, I think, I, I think you have to put it in the right framework. So an annual exam for, for young kids is obviously very important. Mm -hmm. Then we get into a phase where, you know, you're maybe in your early 20s, you're in college right after, and you feel great. Everything's, you know, going well. You ain't got no medical problems. Every, every, everything's cool. So the general rule of thumb is like somebody in their 20s should probably have an annual exam if you follow the guidelines at least 20s, at least two times, right, in your 20s. Okay. 30s, okay. you want to say maybe three times, right? And then in 40 and up, you, you, you start doing more regularly. But in reality, I think a lot of us push for an annual exam at least every one to two years. Because let's, let's, let's be honest, a lot of things can change pretty quick, yeah. right? Blood pressure issues, cholesterol issues, all the things that plague not only everybody, but especially us as a black community, it's important to kind of stay on top of those things. So realistically, even though I'm an internist and my patients are only like really 18 and up, I start checking cholesterol right at that age because we're seeing it in, you know, high school kids, high cholesterol. So super important. To me also, it's kind of like getting your car checked every now and then. Right. Right. Even if it's just preventative maintenance, even if it's running fine, you're still going to want to take it in and get a checkup. Right. right. So, um, I would imagine when you first started as a doctor that, say, checking someone's cholesterol at that young age probably wasn't a, a thing, or was it? Right, right, right. So, I think what we've seen in the last 10 years, 15 years, is that some of the issues that typically were adult issues 
are now starting to transcend to a younger generation, mm-hmm. right? And I think a lot of that is stemmed by obesity. I think a lot of that is stemmed by stress, um, you know, depression, anxiety, all these things. So what we typically saw as adult problems now are being seen younger and younger, right? One of my family members is a, a pediatric um, endocrinologist. So they deal with like diabetes in kids. Mm-hmm. And she said it's rampant. And it's rampant because of the obesity in kids, yeah. right? Yeah. You know? So, and it, and it really even happens for people in our 40s. So people that, you know, heart disease and heart attacks and stuff like that, that was grandma and grandpa had, now we're seeing in, in 40-year-olds, right. 50-year-olds, right? Everything is just kind of moving younger, unfortunately. Yeah. We are more stationary than ever, I believe. No, no. From the t- uh, kids to grown folks, they play the video games all day. Yeah. We're not getting out getting fresh air anymore. You know. I mean, you, you, think about it, right? So think about it. You, you know, growing up, the first thing I wanted to do when I came home was go out the street and play ball. Right. Every day. Same here. And, I mean, I think that's kind of, if we're all in the same age group, that's kind of how we grew up. And I don't see those things now. Kids play sports in school. Right, if you're on a sports team, but when you come home, what are you doing? Right, that that the device <laughs> has been the downfall yeah. of stuff. It started, I think, with video games, but now it's the device, the device too. too. Yeah. And and folks are just so much less active than we used to be before. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can name so many different disease states from hypertension, high cholesterol, obesity, cancers colon cancer in particular, other cancers uh, in females that are directly linked to being inactive and being obese. Yeah, yeah. like a study we were just talking about earlier, a study is saying. (laughs) 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 But 44% of black men are overweight. Yeah. 44%. Yeah, that's huge. It's almost half. Yeah. That's amazing. It's almost half. So... Which means we're not living longer. It means that our life expectancy is lower already. Already. Life expectancy is lower already. And, you know, and what, I, what I like to stress to my patients, and especially my patients of color, is that we got to be very diligent about these things. We got to break those stereotypes and, 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 and do things that we may not have necessarily done, right? So, for example... My family comes from a um, Caribbean background, and like some of the family members, the older family members, exercise was like a foreign concept completely. Like exercise, what are you talking about? You know, if I have to walk and go someplace, that that's my exercise. No, that's not really exercise. Right. Walking just to do your normal life things is not exercise. So we have to kind of break out of that mindset that exercise is is a them thing and is not a me thing. Right, and. Um, and, you know, the funny thing is, right, so you quote me that 44%. Mm-hmm. I think that there, I think that number is high, but I think that there are so many things that we could change to bring that number down. The power is in yourself to do it, right? Right By adapting, I used to use the, the term habits of health. And what does that mean? Exercising more, being a little more intentional about your diet in terms of what you're putting in your body. I mean, what you put in is what you're going to get, right? Mm-hmm. 
be intentional about what you put in your in your in your body. Manage your stress. That's a huge one. That's the well, we'll get, we'll get on that. that. Okay. Yeah, we'll get on that. Managing your stress. Making sure you're getting adequate sleep, right? Avoiding tobacco, avoiding excessive alcohol, avoiding the drugs. All those things, man. I mean, these are things that not only our community, but people do to themselves that definitely lead to some of these statistics. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to us as black men, why do you think that uh, so many stay away from the doctor? Joe, I think, I think that's a... I think that's something that there's not one actual reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think if you were to dig back historically, there is... I'm going to put it out there. There's probably an uh, inherent level of a little bit of distrust mm -hmm. in the medical system. Right. Absolutely. People like to refer back to, you know, um, Tuskegee and experiments and, right. and, and different things. That's the one that's widely known. But, but people have a, 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 an inherent level of distrust of, of medicine and, some, and it's based upon some of these things. I think also there is a traditionally medicine has been a predominantly white male dominated business, right? Mm -hmm. And I think certain patients, and this is important because I talk to this to patients all the time, you have to be able to feel that you can connect with your doctor, yes, right. with your provider. Yes, Sometimes it's based upon ethnic or racial lines. Sometimes it's based on gender, right? But if I'm entrusting some, my health to somebody else, I want to make sure that I feel like I have a relationship a little bit with that person. I think that's... That has been a, a, a big piece that steers sometimes people away. So, so that brings me to another question. Um, is there an advantage for a person of color to have a doctor that's also, you know, a person of color? So, I mean, like, I, I, like, think, I, I, think that there, I think that there are some advantages. Yeah. And I can't generalize and say all the time that that's the best situation, right? right? right, right. Because, I mean, you got majority doctors, you got female doctors that relate very well to, to um, uh, male patients and vice versa. Uh, so I can't say that, I think the bigger thing, more so than just the racial, is the connectivity. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, and being able to feel that if I'm talking to you, that you can leave that visit and say that, okay, at least Dr. B understood me and understood where I was coming from. Right. And not necessarily just has no connectivity to me whatsoever. Because there's plenty of majority doctors that I think do that very well. I think a big challenge that we also have, and I didn't even get into it, I think a big challenge we also have is not letting, as doctors, our biases affect how we deliver care mm, yeah and that's a big one right, right. that's right. been studied and seen a lot in if you look at data in in hospital admissions right if somebody comes in with a heart attack who gets what type of treatment right mm. are we looking at the insurance are we looking at the socioeconomic stuff that's going on or you know how are we deciding who gets what treatment who goes and gets a medicines only and then this one goes to the heart lab and gets a, a stent place. 
So I think doctors, we all have to do better at working at trying to break down our own biases mm -hmm. in terms of how we look at different patients when we come in. And it goes both ways. Right. I can look at a patient who I feel like, oh, man, this guy's coming in from the sticks, you know, and have my own bias towards him mm -hmm. as he may have towards me. Right. Yeah. And I didn't even get into the whole idea about insurances. So you said why, you know, why there's this, some of these disparities, you know, if you don't have health insurance, right, and you don't have a means of paying, because I'm going to be first to tell you, healthcare is expensive. Mm -hmm. If you're just trying to pay out of pocket, healthcare, healthcare can be very expensive. And you may wind up rationing what you do. Yeah. Right. You may say, I'm only going to go get checked up if I feel sick. Right. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's one of a lot of reasons we don't go to the hospital, too, because we can't afford it. Absolutely. I mean, if you're really having to think about, am I going to put food on my table for myself and my family or go get a checkup? You know, the checkup, I can tell you, is a few hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. And then if I'm a female and I have to go to the gynecologist and do a few more hundred bucks there, then I got to get some labs done then I may need to get an x-ray or a mammogram. I mean, you know, you're coming out of pocket pretty heavy. Yeah, it is. Right? So, I mean, that's, that's a whole other ball game in terms of, like, the whole the insurance thing. But, but um, and then inadvertently what winds up happening is a lot of these patients wind up using the urgent care and the ER mm -hmm. as your, your, your primary doctor. Right. Right? Just to get basic it's, stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So, do most doctors, because for those that don't know, Dr. Bourne is me and Ant's primary doctor. So, I think one time, <laughs> these guys, uh, <laughs> my uh, two best patients, yeah, right here. Yes, sir. I'm trying to think, it was something with the lab work came back one time, and I think it may have been a, maybe a student doctor that was there. He came in before. Yeah. I can't remember what it was, but anyway, he was like, oh, man, this is high. So I was panicking. <laughs> like, what? He was like, oh, man, you, you know, it may have been a, uh... hey, I can't think what it was. But like anyway, when you, came, or something? Yeah, when you came in, you were like, oh, well, this level, you know, for African-Americans is typically higher. It's typically, okay. So I yeah, was like, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, but, I, but it made me think like, okay, if I was maybe at another doctor's office. Right. And I've seen that. He and he didn't know that and maybe I've he didn't that. have a lot of black patients. I've I seen that. I could have been in trouble. I I've seen that. There are definitely certain things that we run a little bit different, right? Right. Okay. So, for exa example, you know, when you get a, a chemistry panel done, which kind of looks at the internal organs, the liver, the kidneys, da da da, when you look at that report, they'll say value for African American. And then we'll say non-African American, and we'll okay. have different reference ranges. Right, right. A lot mm -hmm. of times, African Americans have more dense bone structure and bone mass and things of that nature. So, and muscle mass, and it may throw those numbers off a little bit, so that they're not the same. So, so realistically, you have to look at it. And now we're starting to see that a lot of the labs will put on there the different ranges for different ethnic groups. Right. So you can make sure, but. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there have been plenty of times where even early in my career, I saw a number there, and I had to consult with somebody my senior. It's like, whoa, you know, what's going on here? And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 you know. 
blacks and Hispanics and people of color, black and brown people, can run higher in this number, right. and that's okay. Okay. I think that takes experience right. to learn some of that. Yeah. So the BMI chart be off then on a lot. That was of my question. Because a lot of people got to be boned. BMI, they man. <laughs> All right, so they be bonded. Here's the thing. <laughs> so these guys know. I got a BMI chart on the back of every door right. in the exam rooms that I, you know, that I see. Right. For those say, who don't know, what's BMI? BMI is body mass index. Okay, so basically, it's a relationship between your height and weight. And it kind of goes upward as, you know, so if you're five, eight, your ideal weight should be, you know, between this and this. And it goes up incrementally. And don't ask me exactly what that number would be, right? But, right. but so it goes up. So, so realistically, you have zones between like 25 and 30, then 30 and up is considered obese. And then when you get to 40, it's morbidly obese. And it this kind of works its way up. So... When pa patients inadvertently look at me and say, you know, oh, man, doc, I'm like massively obese and, and this and that. But so we know that those BMI scales, those tables were made years ago in a very um, non-diverse group of people, probably up in the northeast. I believe it was out of uh, either Boston or someplace like that. It was, I definitely was northeast. Mm -hmm. And it was not gender diverse. It was not um, uh, racially diverse. So I can't use that table and say that everybody is going to have this BMI. Right? right. It just doesn't work that way. But there are certain absolutes on there where I know when I cross a BMI of 30 that the chances of health problems start to go way up. Mm -hmm. When I get to 40, it's, it's, it's very significant. Right, so there's certain still ranges where I tell people, yeah, you're not going to get to 25. You're not going to be, you're not going to look or feel healthy at 25. But I don't want you at 35 either. All right. All right? I think it kind of puts you in the ballpark. Okay. Okay. Mm. okay. Yeah, something to keep in mind though. But yeah. you know, bone structure, muscle structure. Do you work out a lot? Do you? Do you, uh, you know, just different things. What's your, what's your uh, ethnicity? All that stuff makes a difference in terms of bone mass okay. and how it's measured on that scale. So big bone is real. Big bone can be real. Oh, yeah. wow. Not saying that it's necessarily, at some point, big bone, you're going to be like, look, man, you got to get it together. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Thick, yeah. yeah. uh, yeah, no at some point you're going to be like, I don't know. You got health is going to catch up to you. Right. Okay, so let's talk about one of the major things in our community, which is prostate health. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Things have changed because, every, every, you know, people got, the guys joking here or whatever, you know, oh, you went, you know. Got, got the, the finger. finger. Got the finger. Got that finger. finger. Right. Who did it? Do a girl? Right. Who <laughs> right. got the finger? Yeah. Oh, you was going back every day. <laughs> so, but but things have changed now. So, is that still? Uh... So it's confusing, and I know where you're going with this because it's confusing to even the, those of us in in medicine. And I think you have different guidelines that are put out by different organizations, right? So you may have the American Medical Association, 
Then you may have the U.S. Uh, Health Preventative Task Force. Um, then you may have the Academy of Urologists, all right, who say different things. So there's no one right answer. I think what we have seen in the last few years is more doctors now relying on using the PSA, which is a blood test, okay? Mm -hmm. So it's simply a blood test to monitor prostate health for just average screening men and not necessarily doing the finger examination as much. Now, I caution that because somebody watching this is going to be like, that's not what my doctor does. But there are plenty of situations where people who may be deemed to be at higher risk may want the finger examination in addition to, right? And we'll get into what's higher risk. Um, so there's no, one, there's no one answer for every patient. In our practice, I have now told patients, and I, ha and I think the best thing to do is have what we'll call shared decision-making. So if I talk to you about it, I'm like, hey, so here, here's, here's my, my, my way of thinking about prostate blood tests. I like to do it on men over this age, black and Hispanic men where prostate cancer may be higher. I usually move that back a little bit and say, you know what, I want to get a baseline somewhere at least after 40, and then maybe skip a few years and then get it again closer to 45, and then skip a few years. So everybody has their algorithm. Okay. But I think universally, if you're using the PSA blood test, you probably want to at least be pretty regular about it after the age of 50. Okay? So, but the problem with the PSA blood test is that it's not accurate. It's not as accurate. And the finger exam is extremely subjective, so that's not as accurate either. Time out, Doc. Right? Time out. For Talk about it. You doing this. That's scary, man. <laughs> that's that finger, man. Hey, hey, no, that's I'm that young, man, but this? <laughs> so when I do that, uh, it's because it, it, we're getting real technical now. Okay, but yeah, when you do that, you're feeling over the top of the prostate. Okay, that's I'm, why that finger's doing this. I'm being serious, man. My yeah, heart uh, beating fast. <laughs> I said, this man do this one more time. He did like a whistle. Like, 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 like this. Whole arm up in him. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 oh, man. It's more like this. Oh, All right. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so, so the reality is, yeah, I, I, I tell guys that that prostate blood test is inaccurate. And that's why you'll talk to some doctors who don't even do it right. at all. Because it can be high for prostate cancer, which is what you're looking for, mm -hmm. but it can be high for prostate swelling, which is what a lot of men get called BPH, benign prostatic hypertrophy. It can be high for prostate infections. It can be high for a guy who has a lot of sex. All right, so there's a lot of reasons that that PSA number could be high. Mm. All right, so, so the reality is then how do you, how do you, come up with a way to screen. And I think the PSA is one of the few things that we have and watching it on a regular basis is, is key. If you go to a urologist, they're gonna always wanna do what's called a digital rectal examination, every time. Okay. Right. And that's what keeps a lot of guys from coming to the doctor yeah. for fear that, oh man, I'm gonna go in there and 
it's either going to be a dude yeah. or it's going to be some younger nurse kind of, you know, uh, student <laughs> who's giving me the finger exam. And but it keeps which, guys but, away. But which is worse, the cancer or the, the yeah, right? right? Exactly. Exactly. Right. The little finger or the big finger. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, so the, 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 I don't think it's even a question. And cancer in Georgia has a very high rate. So prostate cancer is high. Oh, really? Right, and there's you know there's a um, the uh, different coalitions working towards that. I was active with a group in my church, and you know I believe that the the some of the numbers in guys over the age of fifty, maybe a little later, was like one in seven. Ooh. Right, so prostate cancer is high. Yeah, and I'm seeing it in younger guys. That's <laughs> why when you hit forty, you know I'm gonna say always I want to get a PSA at least to see where we're at. Right, and do the weight got have something to do with it? Since we are more yeah, obese than yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, and, and, and prostate may be one of those cancers. I know for sure colon is. I'd have to double check on prostate. But but obesity has something to do with it. Okay. All right. So just, you know, the obesity factor everything, has a lot to everything. do with just everything. Uh-huh. Just everything. Everything bad. And, 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 and yeah. I'm happy what, are, what, are, what are some of the, the conditions that can improve just solely by just losing weight? Big ones, man. So I think the obvious things are things like, well, maybe not so obvious, but, but blood pressure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Lose weight, blood pressure gets better. I think diabetes, right? So there have been studies done looking at in different countries and probably done here too, where you look at patients and you say, all right, this group, I'm just going to put on a medicine for diabetes, this group, I'm just going to tell you to lose 10 to 15 pounds. And then we're going to measure at the end of three months, six months, A1C, right? That's a number that tells you about diabetes. We're going to measure that A1C and see where these groups land. And there have been plenty of studies to show that they're equal. Medication versus moderate weight loss, right? So diabetes is a big one. Cholesterol is a big one, all right? So hypertension, diabetes, cholesterol. And then there's some other things that we don't even really think about that could be made better right away. So some people suffer from something called sleep apnea, mm, right? Yeah. Where pretty much it's a condition where you, you, you stop breathing at nighttime, mm-hmm. right? It can be dangerous. Yeah. You, you I had it for it? a little bit. I had it for a while. I lost a little weight, got rid of it. And it got so So that's a classic example right yeah. there. You, you lose weight, sleep apnea gets better. Another one is um, joint pains, right? Chronic, you know, arthritis on weight-bearing joints, the knees, the ankles. You lose weight, those things get better. Chronic back pain, right? And a lot of our, a lot of our surgeons, a lot of my surgeon colleagues, if somebody goes in and needs a procedure for like a knee or a back or whatever, they'll say, nah, you know what? You need to first lose 50 pounds or lose, you know, 30 pounds right. before we're even going to touch it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because they know we'll make it better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You've yeah. seen it, right? Yeah. I yeah. have a client like that. He didn't do it, though. He didn't lose weight. Nah. So he got to get the surgery. Anyway. Yeah. He had to have weight loss surgery? No. Nah, he had to he get the surgery knee, on the knee. Knee and hip replacement. Yeah. And that, I mean, and that's why, too, we're seeing so much weight loss surgery. Right. I have a, yeah. My brother in law is a, a, a weight loss surgeon. Yeah. And I mean, he's busy. Because, yeah. I mean, this is, and, and realistically, yeah, it's a problem that plagues the black community, but I mean, it now plagues Every everybody. Community, yeah. 
it plays Americans. Americans, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We so distracted. We distracted now. We're distracted, man. We don't walk. We don't. We we eat wrong. We eat on the go. We eat rushed. You know, we eat the wrong like the the fast foods and stuff. Yeah, I that's, don't hear that's a part basketball in my neighborhood. You don't hear it. I don't hear a basketball no. or nothing at all. Bikes, nobody ride a bike. I didn't know there were so many kids in my neighborhood until I saw the school bus. Yeah, because they're not outside. They're not outside. They're not outside. That's yeah. that's the issue. Yeah. So I mean, we got to do better in terms of just really working to make sure we stay healthy. It, it's interesting. We traveled a few years ago to um, to Europe, and for a while there, it was funny because. Even my kids were like, man, you're hard-pressed to see some overweight people here. Really? Because I think people walk a lot more. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And people are active a lot more. Don't get me wrong. People still got devices. But I think the level of activity may be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And maybe some of the eating habits may be a little bit better. Yeah. It's funny how when people move to this country from other countries, especially like Asian or African nations, they develop the health problems that we have here at the mm. same rates mm. that Americans do. Yeah. So like colon cancer and, and some of these other um, uh, malignancies and things like you know diverticulitis and colon, all these problems are very low in certain other countries. When those people move here and take up an American lifestyle, an American diet, they get those rates of problems at the same rate that we do. Yeah, our food's that bad. Mr. Vegetarian? Yeah. Yeah. So vegan, is it it hype or no? What's your take on it? So, um, So people always ask me, is vegan... Are you healthier if you're vegan? Right. And I don't think you can just answer that question by saying vegan is necessarily healthier. What I can say is that by following a vegan or vegetarian, let's say vegetarian, vegan, okay. you know, vegan is, is different. Yeah, I, don't, I go, I'd say plant-based. Plant-based. That's what I say. So do you do any meat products at all? No meat products. Nothing. Not fish, not Nothing. chicken, no. nothing no. like that. Eggs? No dairy, no eggs. No. Okay, so that's vegan. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, I think you're. I think you're doing vegan. Okay. So you know, vegetarians throw a few other things in there and stuff. So I mean, so people ask if 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 is it a healthier lifestyle? What I can say is, on average, patients who are pretty diligent about that have a slightly longer life expectancy than somebody who eats diets high in meat and, and, and such. And I was, I was looking into it and it was like a six year versus like eight year maybe difference, men versus female, okay. all right, in terms of longevity. Right. And I think a lot of that can be explained by the antioxidant properties that you're getting from eating all these fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. and stuff and the lack of saturated fats and things that we know cause heart disease and diabetes, et cetera, et cetera. The caveat is you got to be able to still get your proteins, right? Because some people do stuff where they, they, they all of a sudden now are, are get, becoming more malnourished because they're not getting any proteins. Yeah, and I don't understand that because I think 
I believe they may not eating enough greens or chickpeas. We know chickpeas. Well, so, yeah. yeah so, greens and chickpeas, they, they have all the proteins, proteins you need. need. Uh, I think education-wise, people don't know what to eat. And I think, you know, you could probably enlighten a lot of the folks listening in terms of how you, how you decided to do that and what you've noticed as a change. Oh. Because um, not meaning to cut you off. A lot of people do it just to say they want to lose weight. No, it was right. a, it so. was a life change for me. You know, you being my doctor, my numbers, my cholesterol was high for a couple of years, and I said I can't come back to you again. High <laughs> numbers, <laughs> but uh, since then, I, since I started, I have dropped probably between fifty pounds. Yeah, about fifty pounds. So it's a good thing. But I do feel better when I eat clean. I remember before. Uh, becoming a full-time plant-based person, uh, I did it for some months, and then I go back to meat. I can tell the difference. Mm-hmm. I feel a lot heavier when I do eat meat, mm-hmm. eat dairy. I can dairy just don't feel right at all on me. Uh, yeah. Gassy, eating a lot of this yeah. food. Uh, it, it's just a it's it's a big difference uh, when I notice when I do eat meat instead of just eating greens or a bunch do you, of salad. Do you feel that your energy is better? Absolutely. Everybody says that. Absolutely. It's, it's a lot everybody everybody yeah. says that their energy is so much better yeah. when they when they make those changes. Yeah, and then when, like I'm fasting now. Like I, tomorrow will be another day. I do a whole day uh, fasting. I do intermittent fasting. So it's a lot easier. And people say, to me, they say it's a lot, it's more expensive uh, eating just fruits and vegetables. To me, uh, I think it's not because you're not going to eat that much. Your stomach going to shrink, so you're going to consume less foods. That may be the reason why people not get enough protein because their stomach is shrinking, mm-hmm. I believe. So they're eating less foods. You got to make yourself eat a lot more. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip it up on, on you all a little bit and now ask you the questions in terms <laughs> of not only why you wanted to do it, because I think you answered that, but, but how do you keep it interesting? Because, I mean, I think even as a physician, mm-hmm. a lot of patients have that concern that, am I going to get bored if I can't have meat products? No, uh, I'm creative, first of all. I'm very creative. But uh, I can cook a little bit, too. So I can really cook. You cook? <laughs> I can make everything. But it's a lot of stuff. You he can. You ain't say nothing about them uh, vegan brownies you ate. I know you didn't even eat them. I ate What'd them. you eat? Uh, I forgot what it was. It was some, some kind of sweet. Some, some sweet. I yeah. can make desserts and all. It's not boring at all. Right. I know how to make. I started a garden too because of this last year. Uh, so it's a lot of hobbies you can do, uh, come up with, with this uh, plant based lifestyle. But I started a garden, which is a hobby. Uh, but I, I, on Instagram, YouTube, you can find. Different recipes. Oh, yeah. I bought recipe books, but I don't make a lot of stuff from scratch, like um, tomato sauce, ranch dressing. Uh, uh, my wife even came up with some uh, mushroom uh, crab cakes. Tastes like crab cakes. So she's doing it too. No, no, she ain't uh. doing it. But she do it sometimes. She's fasting with me. I okay. think. But she coming along. She will. She will join me soon. That's cool. That's, yeah. But it's, I think though, what you can say though is that it definitely takes some preparation. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah, the key. You can't you can't just jump in and like nah, I'm nah. off to work, nah. you know, and I'm at the shop cutting heads, yeah. and then I need lunch. Nah. And, and and I think though to our point, we were talking earlier about more places are selling, you know, um, meatless products, mm-hmm. which right. is good, but it still requires some some preparation. Right, right, absolutely. And I think it's much easier than people think. Uh, it's a lot of restaurants do have vegan options. Uh, Chipotle have a good salad. You can always do Chipotle. Mexican restaurants, you can find something somewhere. Uh, and I, like if you just want uh, some fries and a salad, you know, just to start off, eat some French fries, even though it's fried, but you know, a little bit at a time until you get to where you want to get mm-hmm. to. You don't have to just go strictly vegan. Take your time, try it a couple of weeks, and then a few months and then let it let the process begin yeah that's good i'm proud of you man because i I can totally tell the difference yeah yeah you he's much healthier now y'all i'm telling you my cholesterol his numbers high yeah yeah Yeah, he's much healthier so yeah that's that's good yeah i'm proud of you boy yeah this year yeah (laughs) i appreciate i appreciate but this year has been the lowest i've been under the uh whatever the Whatever the margin is for cholesterol. For cholesterol? For the first time, I think, in, whew, since I met you. Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah it's key, man. Those are the things, you know. And, and I cut back on beef, but I'm still eating uh, salmon and turkey. But so the thing is, too, man, a lot of people have that, that um, misconception that humans need to eat meat. Right. right. In order to be strong and in order to be healthy and all that. So not true. Right. right. So not true. And a lot that's of people, the first find, thing a lot people, people find the say. opposite. First, that's the first thing people say. Well, how are you going to get your protein? Yeah. 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 They don't believe that you can get. But get how do animals get protein? Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think for me, I think, well, for a lot of people, and I'm sure you've heard that, is that that documentary, What the Health, was like yeah. revolutionary for yeah. The what the hell? Of, and then there was a people. few of them that spun off that, right? Yeah. Like forks over knives and absolutely. And uh, there was another one too. I can't remember, but um, but yeah, I think that really kind of opened a lot of people's mind right. to whoa, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And you know, yeah. even on a small scale, I can't say that I'm I'm to the extent that you do things, but have done uh, through my church. I've done a Daniel fast. Yeah. yeah, a few times. Yeah, that's what kind of helped me start off. Yeah, and I mean the funny thing is, realistically, even though I still don't do that on a on you know like now, but but when we did that, my wife and I did it. I mean, after a few days, I was like, oh, I'm like more clear. Right. Like mm-hmm. my energy level was up. You know, it just felt it felt different, and I can say it felt better. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the sort of thing like you look back sometimes like why, why don't I do that more often. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just to clean your system out. Yeah. Yes, sir. They say you need to clean your system at least once, a, once a year or twice a year. So I think the thing is, when you say clean your system out, you know, because people ask me that, like, uh-huh. should I do like a, a colonic or should I do a cleanse or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I think if we were to adopt healthier, more plant-based diets, you are cleaning your system out right. on right. a much more regular basis, anyways. Right. So you may not need to buy some sort of colonic or cleanser right. to kind of flush things out because your body's not designed to keep all this extra waste in your colon and your mm-hmm. intestines, right. you know? So healthy diet right there will definitely help because people, people, 
say they go to the bathroom more right. when they're on that type of diet. Right. Yeah, I, I normally have to poop at the almost every meal. I'm telling that's and that's normal. Yeah. Right. That's normal, right? So yeah. you should. There's a, a normal uh, reflex that when I, food hits my stomach, it should stimulate me to go to the bathroom. Yeah. But if I'm laden up with meat and, and burgers and, right. <laughs> you know, ribs and all yeah. the things we like to eat, it's not going to happen the same right. way. My football coach in high school got me off of pork because he said, I don't know why it stuck to me, but I think he said ribs take a week or two to digest out your system. Jeez. And for some reason, it clicked. It stuck. I ain't had ribs of, uh, of pork since like 99 that's good man so that was easy for me but i used to be i used to love chicken chicken was my thing yeah fried chicken yeah man but now yes. fried mushrooms that taste like chicken. hey so you you hit on uh, you hit on a, a a good topic that i think we need to um mention is also colon cancer right. screening mm -hmm. and and what that is and um you know i think it came to light a lot with, um, you know, Black Panther dying right. from colon cancer. Mm -hmm. Right. In his, I think he was like 43 or something. Yeah. 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 He, was, he young. was young. He was very young. So. And he had been dealing with it since. And he's been dealing with it. So he got diagnosed yeah. even younger than right. that. Yeah, I think, think right. about it, right? 38, 38. Yeah, he had been like dealing with yeah. like four or five years. Yeah. So another one that is extremely important and effect, is high on that cancer list and high in us so and it and 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 some of the same risk factors that we've spoken about sedentary lifestyle obesity alcohol bad diet family history right there's certain genetic things that can kind of predispose you to to, to that also um you know so there's a lot of risk factors for colon cancer but screening is the key thing and when I say screening, I'm typically referring to colonoscopy, right? So there's also been a lot of debate as to what year, well, what age do you start doing colonoscopy, right? Mm -hmm. And it used to be 50 for everybody, mm -hmm. right? And then some years back, we started saying blacks and Hispanics, we moved that to 45, right? And then we started saying, well... Maybe it should be 45 for everybody. So what we've adopted in our practice, and I see more people doing it, and GI doctors, gastroenterologists doing this too, is saying 45. 45. 45. Yeah. The, 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 the tricky part can be making sure that you can try and get it covered under your insurance, right? right? Rather than doing colonoscopy, just paying out of pocket. But, but 45, because colon cancer, guys, if you catch it early it's very treatable, right? And colon cancers usually begin as little polyps, which are like little, little, uh, almost look like little mushroom kind of things, right? So they kind of little growths inside the colon. And if you check it and you see that and you biopsy it, and you get rid of it completely, the chance of that thing turning into a colon cancer is slim to none, right? And then the doctor's probably gonna want to check it again three years later, five years later, based upon the type of polyp. but I think that's key, and I think that's one that a lot of people put off and don't want to do it, and right. et cetera, et cetera. So, so we talked about the yeah. finger as far as prostate. What's the what's the procedure for uh, checking the colon? So for for checking the colon, I think there's there's a few different ways that you can do it. Um, 
So I, I tell my patients that the procedure that I prefer the most is called colonoscopy, mm-hmm. right? Colonoscopy involves drinking a liquid, which, which a lot of people feel is the worst part of the whole thing. You drink a, a prep that cleans you out completely, all right? Completely cleans you out so that the, the specialist can run a, a skinny camera, probably not much wider than this, and check that whole colon, Okay. right? And they check the entire colon, and if they see that there's a problem there, they can biopsy it and send it to the lab and say, all right, Ant, this is, this is nothing to worry about. Repeat this colonoscopy in 10 years, okay? The other ways of doing it are, some of you may have seen those commercials for something called ColoGuard, where they mail you a box at the house. Yeah. Right? If you ever see it, it's called like a ColoGuard test. They mail you a box and you collect a stool sample at home, right? It packages it up into this little box. It's, 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 it sounds funky when you, when you say it, but, mm-hmm. but it's, it's done pretty neat. And then you mail it back to them and they check for DNA, which is in colon cancer. So it checks for DNA that's in colon cancer or in those polyps that would be high risk for colon cancer. Okay. Okay. The, the problem with that is that if you do that test and it's positive, you now have to do colonoscopy anyways. Gotcha. Right? Because I've just told you, hey, Joel, something's wrong. Right. And I don't know what's wrong. I gotta <laughs> so now I got to check it out anyways. Mm-hmm. And then the other testing that's available is something called a FIT test or a cult blood test where the doc may give you little cards. And then you go home and you wipe a, 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 a sample off of toilet paper onto this card, fold it back up, take it back to the lab, and it looks for the pigment that's in blood. Okay. All right. So it's the least accurate and has to be done. If you're using that as my method of screening for colon cancer, that has to be done every year. All right. If you're doing the colo guard, mail that box back, it's like every three years. And if you're doing the colonoscopy, it's like every 10 years. If it's normal. So what's some telltale signs that you may have some colon issues? So the biggest thing I tell people to be aware of, the thing that that weighs heavily is if mom or dad or brother or sister or some other first degree relative said they had colon cancer early, Mm -hmm. you want to get checked early. All right. So usually we'll tell people 10 years younger than the person who was diagnosed. So if I'm 49, Right, my kids need to get checked at 39. Okay. Okay. Not wait till 50 or 45 or whatever. Some other signs, though, may be big ones would be changing your bowel habits, blood in the stool. Right. You go to the bathroom, you see blood. That always should trigger somebody checking you out. Okay. Abdominal pains could be a big one. Weight loss unexpectedly. I'm not trying to lose weight, but I'm losing weight. That's a big one. Um, uh, fatigue, right? So fatigue is so general that, you know, everybody's fatigued, but you feel excessively tired. The tiredness could be because you're losing blood on the inside and now you're anemic mm. and that's why you feel tired, mm. right? So, you know, symptoms like that that just like just something doesn't seem right. Yeah. Or you go to the bathroom and like you normally have a normal bowel movement, right? If we're going to talk real, you have a normal stool and then all of a sudden my stool looks like it's a tiny little pencil. Mm-hmm. And every time I go to the bathroom, it's a little pencil coming out. Something's different. Get checked. Okay. Get checked. 
key thing is get checked. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so with the pandemic, you know. Here uh, we go. Pandemic. A lot was going on. I thought we weren't talking about pandemic. No, no, no. no. We're not, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk. We're not going to talk COVID. We're going to talk about the result from COVID. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah which yeah. was a lot of stress. Yeah, yeah it was. A yeah. lot of stress. Um, and it's still know. a lot of stress. Right. Yeah, but, you know, at least before you could get out the house and, yeah. you know, yeah. cool off or, you know, go see your girlfriend or whoever else, right? But... Have you noticed an uptick in your practice as far as, you know, people coming in, you know, stress? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the stress takes on so many different forms, right? So, I mean, we've definitely seen an uptick as if you, you know, if you, if you look in just generalities and look at the whole country, a whole lot more depression, a whole lot more anxiety. And it's not just elderly people who may feel shut in and nervous because they're at highest risk is teenagers all right. right everybody's got anxiety because think about it look how much has changed all right absolutely a year ago where we were april whatever seven six i don't know what today but look how much has changed in one year and look how much has been different for whatever age you are right, right. so i've seen a lot more stress and anxiety um, I've seen a lot of people putting off some of these same things that we talked about, coming to the doctor for colon cancer screening or prostate cancer screening or having a symptom that needs to be worked up further but not going to the doctor for fear that you're going to get COVID if you go to the doctor's office. Mm -hmm. So those things have definitely gone up. And I think... I tell people now, I, I really start a lot of my visits in saying, make sure that you're staying physically, mentally, and spiritually well. Mm -hmm. Because we gotta do that. You gotta find ways to deal with the stressors that this whole pandemic has put on everybody. Right. Every time you turn on the news, even though now people are getting vaccinated, I think they said like 20% of the US adults are vaccinated now. You still then, you, you know, the story right after that is, but cases are going up and, 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 and more people are in the hospital than, than a week ago or two weeks ago. So you have to find ways to separate yourself too, to deal with that, that stress. Because right. that stress can be just as deadly as some of the same things we spoke about. It's a silent right. killer right there. It's a silent killer. Yeah. Right. And but, what the stress will do. So is hypertension, is that stress? Well, hypertension, hypertension can be exacerbated and okay. made worse by high stress. I don't think the stress alone is the direct culprit, but I think if I'm one and I'm kind of borderline and now I'm real stressed out, I'm sure my blood pressure is going to be a whole lot higher. Okay. okay. But do people really know they stress or have anxiety? Or I don't think people really know they're going through things. I think... I think some people are very good at saying it, uh -huh. and then other people not so much, mm -hmm. and other people may manifest it in a different way, okay. right? So, I mean, you may come to me and say, Dr. B, my stomach hurts all the time. It hurts all the time. I'm waking up. I got the runs. I got this. I got that. And that be, it may be your manifestation of stress okay. on you, okay. all right, that you just not 
really processing like, yeah, my, my, my stress level now has me feeling this kind of way physically, right? Yours may be something totally different. Mm -hmm. Headaches. Right. Anyway. Doc, I got headaches all the time. I'm going to get me some new glasses. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Maybe your stress is more of a headache manifestation, right? Right. So I think it's, it's a tricky thing to put your finger on for me and for the patient. So you talked about symptoms. Why is it whenever I have a symptom, if I look it up on WebD, it always comes back cancer? Because <laughs> <laughs> cancer can be anything. Because cancer can be Because they want you to go get checked out. So is WebMD helpful? Oh, man, it's helpful. <laughs> but I tell you, when, I, when people come in like, Doc, here's what I saw on WebMD. The right. first thing I'm like is, really? <laughs> really? Because every diagnosis on WebMD, don't get me wrong, anybody watching this who, who works for WebMD, right. I, I, I'm okay with WebMD. But don't let WebMD take the place of talking to somebody. Right, okay. Right, because anything you look at on WebMD, the top things are going to be bad. Yeah, it's always like that. <laughs> it's going to be like, bad. Man, it's a bad situation. Yeah, I ain't got much time left. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. And you so got another statistic over there? Nah, I, I don't know if this uh, up your alley, though, Doc, but I was going to try to talk about uh, blacks, black male suicide rate. Mm. Um, mm. I know I didn't know it was real high, but it's like in the top ten of black black men dying, wow. suicide rate. Yeah. It's a, one of the causes, yeah, one of the top ten causes. Top ten causes. Yeah. What are the other, you have the, all the causes right there? Yeah, I have a few. Here go, here go. Here go. A bunch of the causes. So, Heart uh, disease. We'll run the. We'll read these off from 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 um. One. Hot, yeah, number one to number ten. So, heart disease, cancer, which encompasses all those things, mm -hmm. unintentional injuries, homicide, yeah. stroke, yeah. diabetes. Chronic lower respiratory diseases, that would be um, asthma, COPD, which is a pulmonary disease usually caused from smoking, kidney disease, septicemia means back, bacterial infection that gets overwhelmed and, 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 and shuts your organs down, and then high hypertension. So we're putting, we're putting unintentional injuries as, as the suicides? Uh, I don't know, but the suicide rate for the uh for men that's between the age of fifteen and twenty four, it's high. It's the third leading cause of death yeah. in black males. It's high. I I don't even think we have enough time to even talk about all the issues that are happening in that that population. Yeah. And we hit on stress. Mm -hmm. We hit on disparities, access to things that we all made us take for granted. Uh, we hit on feeling um, marginalized. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? S that I can't win no matter how I, how I do this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think there are a lot of pressures from the devices in terms of making people feel either, not even bullied, but just like can't live up to what everybody else. Keeping up with the Joneses, right? Keeping up with the Joneses. They want to like. 
And I think it's rough. I think it's a really rough time. So are there, are, there, are there times when you say, look, man, you know, I believe whatever you're telling me you fill in or whatever, but from a, an examination standpoint, it's really nothing here. Maybe you should see a therapist. So I think so, too. And I, th- I think that, that that is an interesting thing because us as men and us as black men, that's just not something that we've been accustomed to doing. Right. Right. We don't want to talk to a therapist. How are we going to do it? We're going to handle it on our own. We're going to bottle it up. Mm-hmm. We're going to go out and do something out, you know, play ball. We're going to go talk to our girl, you know, or maybe not even those things. Mm-hmm. Maybe, t- maybe sometimes we're going to hit the bottle right. or do something else, do hit the drugs. Else. So we, as a people and as a culture, or, or, or another big outlet for us is, is church, right? We may mm-hmm. go talk to the pastor. We may go pray about it or may have other people pray about it for us. But I think that all those things help. Not the bad things, but the, you know, right. the prayer and reaching out. Mm-hmm. But but um, but I think that there are plenty of times that we need to reach out for professional help, right? Yeah, and not feel that stigma that says, "Oh man, if I'm having to reach out for professional help, there's something wrong with me inherently." No, because I think all of us go through periods where we need help. Yeah, yeah. we need to lean on somebody. Yeah. You know, and I think making sure that that is acceptable, right? We've done that in, in our church a few times, is let the youth groups know that these type of negative thoughts, we all get them, but they get to, sometimes they can get to a point where, whoa, these, these thoughts are really strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And looking for warning signs to say, we need help. And it's not anything to be ashamed of to admit that you need help. Right. And us as parents, right? You a parent? No, sir. All right, not, not you. But <laughs> us as parents, right? Knowing, <laughs> knowing, knowing to look for things in our kids mm-hmm. that could be warning signs that they may need help but are not asking for it. Right. Yeah. It's tricky. Yeah. Yeah. It's it tricky. Is. Yeah. And the and the influences come from outside. You're right. Yeah. That's that's I think a big yeah. part of the problem is the influences are coming from right. sometimes other than mom and dad and pastor right. and our our community that helps to raise us. And like you say, from, you, you coming from know Instagram. It. Exactly. Coming from this. Yeah, you wouldn't you know. know. <laughs> yeah, that was because it's, it's crazy, you know, like we you mentioned the word bullying, right? So when I hear about, you know, uh, somebody, you know, harmed themselves or, you know, they felt some kind of way because of what was said to them on, you know, Instagram or text message or whatever sure. else. In my mind, I'm like, well, just don't, just don't go back to that platform or don't block the text or whatever. But right. I have to remember that I can remember a time when phones weren't around, when cell phones weren't around. Mm-hmm. But now the generation now, that's all they've known. It's all, it's, they, know. It's all they know. It's right. It's all they know. It's so they, they don't know. know it. You know, they think it's like the end of the world if somebody. Right. It's like going outside for us. It, right. it's, it, it is. You can't go outside. It's like the. And the and the the power of the like, right? Yeah. Is intense. Right. It's intense. All you have to do is hang out with some younger generation folks, and 
you know, you got to get that perfect picture and do this and do that and perfect post to get the likes. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't get that response, a lot of folks will internalize that as, uh-oh, I'm, 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 I'm a little bit of a failure. Right. No mm-hmm. one liked my picture. Mm-hmm. No one liked my, my, my post. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a very, very tricky situation to navigate that I feel that we have a lot of work to do to start to change that mentality, mm-hmm. to have people be more individual thinkers and not necessarily feel that there's that pressure to fit in so bad right. that, you know, you would be willing to, to hurt yourself or something if you were not right. conforming the way that you feel that you should. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I think, I think that's scary. I think people have to learn that whatever X person is doing, I don't necessarily have to follow that path right. to be everybody got a different path. Absolutely. You know? And if you do Absolutely. something different, that's fine. But a lot of times, you know, on social media, well, if you're not doing XYZ, then you're not this. Absolutely. Or if you are doing XYZ, you can't obtain this. But it's a different and different think, way for everyone. And I think also keeping in mind that what I see on social media, in, 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 I, I don't, there's no percentage, right? But I would venture to say more often than not is not reality. Not right. reality yeah. All right. So I see, oh, now look at that dude. He's out, he's out living his best life. That guy's on vacation. This one's here. This one's that. This one's that. And then you feel like, man, I'm not good enough. Yeah. You know? Right. So don't let what somebody else's reality or perceived reality is affect you to the point where you feel like you're not living up to that. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. pressure to conform is rough, man. It's just now taking a different form. Right. Mm-hmm. It's taking a different form. Before yeah. it was who a car with this, that. Now yeah. it's like, it's in your face all the time. Right. I think they don't realize how long they have to live, too. The yeah. kids don't realize how long they have to live. They got a long time on this earth. Yeah, man. The other thing I think about sometimes, too, is that, and I think this is a big problem and a big reason why we see some of these things, especially in that generation, is that um, when we came home from school, right, let's say me and you were at school and we had, we had beef, right? We are playing ball and we and it, it game didn't end well. And I'm like, man, forget that, whatever. I go home, you go home. We may not see each other again until tomorrow at school. Right. Right? Now, I'm constantly in contact. I am right. never away from you. Right. <laughs> Ever. Right. right? Yeah. Because now you can start posting something and I can respond back. And there's and there, not. And then there's other not, people can chime and in. And other people can chime in. And, and other, post, other people reposting yeah. it. And, and then repost. Then, exactly. Yeah. So there's not that downtime. Right. I never thought about There's that. not that downtime, yeah. right? Yeah. If I wanted to reach out to you before, I had to like pick up a phone, call you, and. I'm sitting in there in the kitchen and I'm talking to you and you know everybody's right around and the whole bit. But but now there's you can escape to your room and just be constant, constant. You know, there's not that downtime. And I think that downtime, we all need a reset. Right. right. Yeah. We all need a reset. Need a reset. Yeah. Never thought about that. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff, guys. Yeah. What else? You got anything else in? No, sir. We can close it. We can close it out. We appreciate you, Dr. Bourne. Hey. I ain't going to do the first name again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Evan. Say Dr. Evan. Bourne. <laughs> Evan Bourne. Evan Bourne. Now, this has been good, guys. I, I, I love this type of uh, 
I think this 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 forum is good too because it's just conversational and it's you know it's just it's just real. Yeah, it's I would say real. if anybody need a doc to see him, but then I might. Nah, then you won't be able to I'm, get in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I won't be able to get in. It's crazy. <laughs> and, and, and we kept the mask on yeah. to, to 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 show y'all we're still trying to do the right thing. Right. With social distancing and keeping our mask on and not putting out the, the wrong message out there. So. Uh, so yeah, I appreciate you guys appreciate for having you. me on the on the on the on the show. Yeah, it's been uh, coming, it's been a great yeah. experience for me too. Yeah, yeah appreciate, appreciate you. It. Absolutely. Yes, sir. All right. All right. All right. All right. That's it for we the blueprint. Be sure to subscribe, like, share. We trying to get our numbers up. We the blueprint, and we out.